crew, I hope you are well. Thank you so much for tuning into the High People podcast again, and thank you for checking this out. We have a really cool episode today, and it features one of my really good mates, Mark Diamond, who has probably seen more of the world than a lot of us. Uh, he's a musician, he loves talking about music, loves talking about adventure, and that really comes through in this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. And if you haven't already, like us on Instagram at High People Podcast. Click subscribe and follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And let's get into this story. This is the story of Mark Diamond. Well, this is super exciting for a few reasons, um, but I would like to welcome my guest today, who I've actually known since 2008, uh, and we've been great friends since. His name is Mark Diamond, or Dymo, for those who more commonly know know him, and I think he's in my phone as Dymo, but mate, I would like to welcome you to the High People Podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Mate, mate. I am stoked to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Mate, you're welcome. And like, I, I think that the best thing about this is um, I, I rang you, I think it was about three weeks ago. Uh, and I said, look, I've got, I've got this concept. I've got this, this idea um, and yeah. I'm going to need some help. And I suppose what I want to tell the listeners straight off the bat is that music yeah. that you heard in the introduction was actually made by you. So that it was You're called really? Waters Flowing. I just want to know because like as soon as I told you the concept or the idea, you I felt like you just went into straight into like a professional mode. You asked me questions like, what do you want it yeah. to sound like? Do you want it to do this? Do you want it to do that? Do you want it to do this? Yeah. I suppose take take us through how did you actually create that that bit of music? Mate, well the you know, I mean, the first of all, going back to the point where you did message me and you're like, hey man, just random fire question what do you think about making an intro for this idea? And first of all, I just want to say real quick, what you're doing right here, bud, it's phenomenal work and I'm very stoked and I'm very keen for you to, uh, to see where this goes. And I applaud your efforts, my friend. Um, uh, and so, yeah, and I found the, I found the reason uh, to, you know, to maybe question you, I say, I guess, but I, I just needed to know, you know, it always helps that in terms of making music, it's like, you know, you need to have, you need to have like a, just a feeling or an emotion or just some sort of drive behind it. So I needed to like understand where your head was at, you know, like obviously you told me the concept of the podcast, um, but I wanted to know, you know, the kind of the depth behind it. So hence why I was like questionnaire time, you know, what emotions you're feeling, you know, uh, what kind of, what kind of direction are we going like you know how long do you want it um what do you first think about when you hear a song about your podcast you know just like small things like that um but i tell you what man like as soon as you gave me the i mean i guess the small questionnaire answers i it just literally rolled out of my head and um it was not hard at all man (laughs) not hard at all (laughs) it it was beyond fun making it to be honest that's so good i suppose if you were to um if you were to put it in a couple of words, how would you actually explain um, the introduction? Like what, what's the words that come to mind when, when you hear it? So I wanted to create something that was inspiring, something that was intriguing because, you know, based upon 
what we are and what we're here doing is to be inspired or to learn and also to potentially be elevated and to um to feel something else so i guess when you hear about someone and their journey so i just want it to be elevating i want it to be driving and i just wanted to actually feel like it's slightly emotionally attached to you so from if you do ever listen to it it just goes from step to step to step and um it's basically an intrigue that's what i what i'd call it and it was just it was just relating to what you are doing so appropriately named waters and i'm like you know man what is it kind of you can sit there maybe look at waters you know flowing from a waterfall i don't know like a river just like it's just gushing and flowing you know <laughs> love it um, no, it's so good it's uh it was it was a real ride to write and i really thoroughly i mean i'm, I'm proud of it so i am um, yeah absolutely I'm, i remember that you know opening it straight away um and even playing it for my flatmate um and just being like so excited you know getting like like in a sense like the butterflies and um you know we, we spoke about themes and the like and when i heard it straight away i was like this is it like it was just straight off the bat i was like this is it and yeah I'm, I'm very thankful it was something that um yeah we'll definitely be playing it um at the end of the episode so we can get that full flow feeling <laughs> but um you know it will firstly it's you know it's so awesome and it's fantastic you're going to be part of every single episode uh going Mate, forward I... now is the intro- introductory piece <laughs> so keen so keen if, you know, <laughs> it doesn't even matter man like as soon as you just if you just hear it it maybe you can if you even if you remember it or even just each time that you click on that podcast to go listen to clayton and high people it's just that you just already know that song that's going to hit and it just gives you that feeling, you know, maybe it'll resonate with you and maybe it will give you that switch of emotion that, um, that I hope it triggers. Man, you know? that's awesome. Well, you know, it is the high people podcast and it's about people. So we, we better get on with it. Well, well firstly, we've, we've both got a, a bit of a bev- beverage going on at the moment. It wouldn't be a conversation between <laughs> us two without a beer. What are you drinking, mate? What do you got? Oh, mate, uh, not to be a, a huge sponsor, but I'm drinking the spirit of Kosciuszko pale ale. From a bottle, though. From a bottle. Lovely. I've <laughs> well, got a lovely uh, freshwater pilsner from the Freshwater Brewing Company, the new brewery in Freshy there. Absolutely. Supporting, supporting really, the local. Really great beer. Absolutely Absolutely. Great beer. Well, well, Dymo, let's, um, mate, tell us a little bit about your life. Where were you born, mate? And um, I suppose where have you lived um, the most of your life? So I was born in Cherrybrook. Well, no, I was born in Warunga, so the Sand Hospital just outside Hornsby um, Shire, so council i mean i i grew up in cherrybrook and i have been there well i was there for 23 years um spent my school and high school and sporting musical journeys all began cherrybrook in the hills district of sydney um and it's it was a time it was a serious time to be had you know i even i met some fantastic people I really did meet some amazing people, to be honest. I, mean, I have a fantastic family, and um, I'm very grateful for it all, to be honest. Uh, it's, it has, you know, a lot of pros, but um, you know, at some point, I had to, um, I had to jump ship, I guess, you know, just like a lot of people do growing up. But um, the hills is a great place to grow up. I'll say that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and then I often I've got to meet you, and you know, we kind of. We entered, you know, we we went to different schools, but we still managed to uh, to collide at some point, and that really, you know, that really rings a huge bell, and 
it um, made a big made a big dent, and it was a great dent in my life. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those pretty cool things. Like you, you can't, I can't think of many people now that have such a still solid friendship group that we have. Um, oh, exactly. you know, even from you know two thousand onwards, um, you know all the way through, and um, and then two thousand seven um, where we met. So, um, which is awesome. See, that's that's really really cool. I suppose. You know, so you had your life through the Hills District, went to North Home, you know, you did all, all these things. But, you know, there's there's two things that I, you know, when I say, you know, what's what's Dymo like? Um, I say, well, firstly, he's an absolute ripper of a bloke. But there's <laughs> one thing I say, he spent a lot of his time overseas and he's a fantastic musician and I'm really keen to sort of go into into those um, elements there. But I suppose Appreciate five you. years ago, where, where was Mark Diamond five years ago? Five years ago, uh, uh, 2016, mate, I, I had just come home from living in Canada. I was... Right. How long were you I, there for? I was in Canada. I did my two-year working holiday visa and I spent a considerable amount of time having a life or making a life in Toronto, Canada. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, what did you do over there? Were you, did you love it? Did you hate it? What was the, what was the vibe? And why'd you come home, I suppose? Did you have to because <laughs> of the visa? <laughs> I mean, that's honestly, man, like that's half the reason why I had to come home was because of the end of the visa. I mean, you know, I looked into extending it, but then again, I at that point in my life, I'd been away from home for, you know, a few years and I'd obviously made the trip back home. You know, oh, actually, yeah, I made that trip home to come to your wedding, mate, at that point. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I went to Canada. I mean, it was just part of this unending trip that I was embarking on, you know, and I, I took the, I took the first steps with a mate of mine, Dave, our mate, Dave, you know, um, and, um, we, we jet set it and we, I mean, it goes, this, this story can go back way, 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 way longer. Babe, but take us there, mate. Take us there. I mean, there's a reason why I went to Toronto in the first place. It wasn't just coincidental. Um, you know, I was going through, I was going through uh, Cambodia at the time with a few of the lads and we've come across uh, an island um, off the coast of Cambodia and um, we've run into a Canadian girl there and we've kind of joined forces, you know. It was kind of like a bit of a, a rowdy little island and a very small one too, so we kind of got to know each other real quickly, and, um, you know. <laughs> A few things led to another one and she's like, you know, hey, how, how do I, how do you feel about jumping on with me and we travel together? And we were like, well, yeah, you know, like we're in the middle of Southeast Asia, just having a rowdy, rowdy time. So why not? <laughs> I mean, a few of us were kind of impartial, but um, a few of us weren't. So we thought, why not? Uh, her name was Kaylee, Kayla Lockhart. And we jump ship and we said we'd meet each other in Laos because we were going in the same direction. And we've gone our separate ways and we've kind of come back together uh, to venture on this journey. And we've met up with each other in Laos and, you know, just getting the things together, I guess. And we're in this cafe once and um, I think we're having some sushi or something, I think. And she's noticed this dude across the way in uh, in the cafe, and she notices that she's she's reading this 
same book that she is. So she just goes, you know, like she was, she was very bubbly, you know, fruitful kind of personality. And she went over to say hello to him and turns out that that dude was also Canadian and that dude had grown up in the town next to her in Toronto. Wow. And they were kind of like, oh, you know, you know, oh, do you know him? Do you know her? And they kind of just like, you know, just, just blowing up this, this cafe. They were kind of like making all this ruckus. And they're like, hey, you've got to meet this guy. And so she brings this so dude you're in, over. You're in, Laos, you're in Laos at this point. So like oh. you're in like literally the polar opposite side of the world of Canada. Yeah. Like yeah. it's the furthest away from Canada possibly in Laos. And you meet someone who is literally... <laughs> Grew up I mean, in the same suburb, pretty I much. I mean, yeah, it's just ridiculous when you think about it. I mean, I haven't even thought about it like this for a long time. But that's right. We're in a place called Lorraine Pabang in in Laos. <laughs> and for some reason, there's this dude <laughs> who's just introduced to our group, and his name is Josh. And um, Josh Miller is a fantastic human being, and he joins our squad, right? And I ended up, like, I think I ended up spending the evening with him that night. We went to a couple of bars, got to know each other. I ended up, you know, having a long night and just getting to really know him. And it turns out that we just created this great bond. And next thing you know, I'm like, so what are you doing? You know, are you venturing through Asia as well? And then, you know, obviously your mate Dave and um, and uh, Smitty and all that, we we basically just, join forces again only to this time we jumped away from Kaylee the girl and brought Josh on instead and from that moment we flew to Vietnam met up and we traveled all the way down Vietnam together with this dude that we met two nights beforehand on the back of a motorbike and just did the whole just a whole three weeks I think it was getting to know this guy Right, and we just we just had this most ridiculous adventure, you know, going through or going south down through Vietnam, going to different towns, just like it was just it was just rowdy and, and wild, and we were just in the moment, you know, like couldn't believe that this guy was just quite quite phenomenal, really. He uh, he, he linked onto us like like glue. So next thing you know, he decides, you know what, like stuff it like i he had plans to go into thailand i think or to go to another asian uh, another asian country but he's like you know what nah let's go to australia let's follow the lad <laughs> australia and uh next thing you know he's literally living with me and my mates in our home and he's meeting my family so there we have like this crew and Josh is now part of our lives. He's going out with us. You know, you met him at this point. And um, we were uh, just hitting it off, I guess. He's, he's he built a life here. He got a job, got a place to live. And um, from there, obviously, his visa finished. And I, um, I didn't obviously want the journey to end. No one really did. So we decided, well, Dave and I decided to go and reunite with Josh and Josh <laughs> obviously being in Toronto from his, you know, he already grew up. Um, he was like, Hey, you should just come and live with me. Um, and we can just like, you know, maybe we can hang out and I can show you where I've grown up and maybe you can get a job here. Or I don't know. You can just like <laughs> do it all again. So then we jumped yeah. ship 
Except this time, Dave and I decided to go and go without an end. So this is where it all kind of started coming in together. I we we just said it. We went 2013 and we went to Hawaii. We did a thing there, and then we went and reunited with Josh in Toronto, and it was just wild. Like, oh man, we met all his his family, his friends. Um, you know, then we even got a job in a summer camp. <laughs> yes. I mean, we then the Dave and I looking after you know 13, 14 year old kids, and we're we're in this um, this summer camp in like regional Toronto, regional Ontario, you know, in the middle of nowhere, and it's it's just immense, you know. Like we've just built more relationships there. We work for two months, and then we come back to Toronto and continue it on. Like I I just I'd already started building a life there, I guess, you know, there was so many relationships that would be made, you know, I just, I'd honestly know that half the city, you know, the back of my hand. And so then um, it came to a point where, you know, obviously we had to actually continue our way because our, our initial um, itinerary was meant to be going through Central America and South America. Um, but uh, obviously that would, that was on, on stall, I guess, for a while until we thought, no, you know, we've been here for a little while. So we jumped ship and we went down to Mexico, right? So then the next the next little bit of journey, I'd say, you know, we're still keeping in contact with everyone from Toronto. Um, but, you know, we were doing our own thing. We were just backpacking our way through Central America, you know, Mexico, Belize, Guatemala, Honduras, you know, just, just, just going, you know, just living traveling just experiencing encompassing cultures it was just you know attempting to learn spanish um did you have a did you have a plan or you just sort of went you know what well, this is what we're gonna do or we're gonna follow it north to south or what was the what was the plan between you and Dave? there was there was really really no real plan there were the plan was to see these countries i guess and see this region explore this this uh, kind of continent you know so there was no like, hey, let's be here now. We've got to be there then. You know, it's just like, have we exhausted this city? Oh, you know what? Nah, let's just keep doing it for another week. All right, sweet. Next thing you know, oh, you know what? We'll meet these people and then who are also traveling in the Central American route. And they would be like, oh, have you been here yet? And next thing from there we'd be like well no we haven't but are you guys going to go there it's like yeah we'll go there so we ended up following different people and then you end up traveling with groups of people that you just meet along the way so that was the that wasn't a plan it was more like we just <laughs> we just boarded with other people and and just see where it went and where it led us i guess but uh you know they came to a point where you know dave, dave had to turn around and uh and go home um, unfortunately, which is, it was, it was a very emotional, um, part of the journey. I, mm. I didn't really, I was very lost at the time. Um, cause I just, I just kind of felt inside that I wasn't really ready to go home. Um, mm. it was, it was pretty, pretty awakening. It was like, sorry, it was like a, you know, it was, it was a big moment. So Dave went home yeah, and I thought to myself, uh, Maybe it's maybe it's just what I need to do. I don't know. Like I didn't really know where to go. I I I just I was just with people around me. So I thought let's um 
let's keep exploring because that's what I've been doing and it's been making me feel like really happy and really wholesome and I've just have not experienced this before in my life and it just keeps getting bigger and better. And um, I, uh, I then flew to Panama from Nicaragua and I continued the journey. I went through Panama with some friends and um, who I'd met, a Norwegian girl. Um, and it was just like, <laughs> next thing you know, we're, we're sailing to Colombia from Panama on a 40 foot yacht through the San Blas Islands. And that was, you know, that was just a joke. <laughs> these That's islands are they're as, they're as, they're as big as the bedroom I'm in now, you know, like it's, it was just ridiculous. And so then I'm still in contact with a lot of my friends in Toronto, just because obviously I'm in this part of the world, you know, maybe a few of them may have been implanting the idea of potentially coming back because I didn't have a plan. This well, the plan was to do this and just go. Hmm. So I got through to Columbia and I spent a while there. And just, I mean, that was a time, you know, and once I hit South America, it was just everything became something different again, you know, and so I spent quite a few months going through there and then down to Ecuador. And then by that stage, I thought, hang on, like I've been doing this for, you know, good, you know, 10, 11 months. <laughs> I, I think it's time I probably should, I don't know, do something different again. I just had an urge inside of yeah. me. So then I, was, then I started working out, maybe I'd like to go back and see my mates in Toronto, you know, like, I don't want this to end. Um. So then I organised the working visa, you know, got the police check done and everything. And next thing you know, I've I've gone back to to Colombia to fly to Toronto because the cheaper the flights were cheaper. So there I go. I go after eleven, I think it's almost eleven months. I go back to Colombia and I fly via Mexico back to Toronto, and then away we go. I've I've just I've just landed and I enter this whole new stage of my life i guess it was a new chapter where i wasn't really sure what i was doing but that was the fun um and i stayed there for two years and it was an immaculate time <laughs> i met some go. incredible incredible people and i was back with josh i guess and uh you know i was intertwined with his family and the culture the canadian culture over there uh man it was it was like i now looking back on it like man i, I don't regret one bit of it um there you go. And that's insane. Now we've linked back to where you were five years ago. Like, um, what, what yeah. an adventure. I think every time I used to speak to you on, on Skype, I think back in the days, uh, or, or give you and Dave a call, I would just be in awe and of somewhat jealousy to be brutally honest of sitting back and, and hearing these stories and, you know, being like, Oh, you know, we spent last night on this Island and we had 20 cent beers and the sunset was <laughs> perfect and everything. Like I just remember being like, man, you guys, like it's so awesome to hear. I suppose the question I have, and and something that I always ask people is, what's that one country or that that one place that just I don't know. It, it's just that's the place. You know what I mean? That was like if you could go back right now. What was it? The beauty was it? What was it? The people. What what was it about this one place? Um, and you've obviously been to so many. You what know, was the that, one place? that's just like. That is that is a question, you know. If you're going to put out a question, that's definitely a that's a very intense question because I I I just don't I've never really quite thought, oh man. But then again, there's been there's been a few that have really reached to me. I mean, I I'll start literally the one that kind of that I, well I spent so much time in you know, but actually Colombia, you know, 
when I when I entered Colombia, I, I just I I was welcomed. Like I I not that you know when you you know when you go to your mate's house or you know maybe your mate's mum and dad or your mate's brother or something might walk up and enter the door and be like, oh hey like hey how you been cool like yeah no come mm-hmm. in come in like hey happy to have you mate I honestly got that from the moment I stepped out of the airport. Like these these Colombian people were just so welcoming. I, I just couldn't believe it, you know. And my Spanish was, you know, dare I say, you know, you know, below par. But <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I don't know, man. Like it it kind of took me back, and you know, all the way from the north down to the south, it was it was phenomenal. Um, you know, you could you could surf, and then you could see snow in the same day. Climb a mountain, you know. You there was like. The terrain was a joke um in all awe inspiring i really it's it's a beautiful beautiful country and the people are fantastic and the food you know the food's unreal but mm. i don't know the landscapes and the and this is kind of the relationships i built there and that, that kind of took me back um and also cheap beer man i mean where, can, where are you gonna go it's not <laughs> but uh it's it was probably colombia's up there i mean i i've gone to mexico a few times now but there's a reason because Mexico, Mexico is a time. And I, that's also another, another place where you can see pretty much everything um, in one country as well, you know, and uh, it's somewhere in the, in that central South American region, I have to say is, was just awe-inspiring. Uh, even though I spent so much, I spent so long in, in Canada and that, that is a beautiful country as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, even going to Cuba, I don't know if you ever get a chance to go over there, mate, but that place is interesting. It's just that's from from where they are and from what they're up to in terms of culture based, I guess. That place is that place is very interesting. And I would highly recommend everyone. You gotta try at least. The people are fantastic too. And um you know what? You know what? I'm just gonna I'll I'll say Columbia. Columbia was definitely Columbia. We got there. Columbia. (laughs) What we're learning learning there there's a lot of places unseen that are amazing. Um, that's, that's the vibe I've got there. And obviously I haven't traveled as much. I've done a little bit, but not as nearly as much as you. Um, but yeah, I think that's the one thing, you know, that always excites me about seeing your photos and seeing those things and seeing, I suppose, how untouched a lot of the stuff was and how beautiful the, the area and climate was. And I think it's a bit, it's a bit hard hearing the stories, not going to lie with everything that's going on at the moment. Oh, Um, no. You sort of can't get out and about, but you know, that's the, all good. These, these things will come to an end and. We'll be able to do this again, again yeah. one day. I have no doubt you'll get there, mate. Especially after you know, I feel like I've just literally preached <laughs> anything. But mate, we're gonna have we'll, we'll yeah. have TripAdvisor wanting to sponsor the show after that. After that recap, <laughs> mate. So that was fantastic. Yes. I suppose to um to change some real speed, to change some gears. Let's um let's go back to music because obviously um you did study music after school, didn't you? So you went you went and studied music. I suppose what was the um, where, where did you see that going? What was the, what was the pull to that? You know, with, you know, without being, um, I suppose, ignorant, a lot of people don't choose to go down that creative, creative arts path. You know, they go to other universities sure. and the like, but what made you go, you know what, I want to, I want to study, I want to study music. To be honest, man, like I, I did something because I loved doing it. You know, I've been mm. playing music for a long time. I mean, even growing up as a kid, and I thought, you know, but when I was going through the towards the end of high school, and music was an elective, you know, which I really thoroughly enjoyed, you know, and I, I kind of thought, what, why can't I just 
go and study something I really enjoy doing. You know, some people may may think that, well, it's in order to do something you really enjoy, you've just got to study to get there first, or maybe it's a little bit harder to to differentiate between something you're passionate about and study. And I, I, I mean, this this is strange because I, to be honest, I can take a lot of different things from studying my passion. Um, and I mean, I chose to do it because I thought it might be good for me. I thought I might be able to improve. I thought I might be able to really develop myself. Obviously, that's what you do when you study. But um, mm. there's a lot of things that that didn't come from that that I really I really found interesting. And um, I mean, the thing is, man, like I, I was playing <laughs> I was playing instruments from from year I think year three or you know year two or year three. Um, you know, I was introduced to the baritone horn of all instruments. What was, that, what was the first instrument you ever played? <laughs> yeah, it was literally, I picked up, I remember picking up like the clarinet and I thought, nah, <laughs> got, got nothing <laughs> on the lips. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't, I can't, it was like squeaking. I'm like, nah, embarrassing. Um, and then uh, I made my way through the, the winds, wind instruments um, before I hit brass. And uh, I remember picking up a trumpet and I, my lips just weren't really developed enough, I guess. And I could only make a squeak out of that. So then like, why don't you go to a bigger mouthpiece? And the bigger mouthpiece is the baritone horn in terms of the brass instruments. Mm. So then there, there's me in year four, year five and year six, I'm, I'm competing in like, you know, Yamaha music festivals and uh, <laughs> just, uh, you know, working my way up with the badges, you know, music exams with this baritone hall this bloody huge tuba <laughs> um but uh i i couldn't really see myself playing that forever i mean i was listening to all kinds of music that my dad was showing me and none of that was really involved with the tuba or anything like that you know i, I kind of like i just really like the sound of rock i guess and the vibration that really gave me and i um i went into uh primary school no, sorry, I went to high school and uh, I made the switch. I transitioned into trumpet. And that was, uh, that was great because what then that gave me an opportunity to do was I entered the concert band at a higher level and entered the stage bands. And, um, <laughs> well, what relates back to our original conversation before is that that allowed me to travel. You know, like I, I, ended, up, I ended up going to New Zealand in year eight as part of a, a concert band tour. You know, so I kind of like, I'm like, wow, <laughs> playing music is gifting this kind of avenue to travel. I thought, oh, wow, like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very, I was very, very blessed to have that. Um, and then next thing you know, I, I, I started listening, you know, when you're going through adolescence, I guess, you know, year eight, year nine, I got all kinds of musical influences coming in from every corner. You're like, you know, you've got, <laughs> you've got, you've got a lot of emo you know, pop punk coming in hard from this angle up here. And then you've got classic. What are a couple of bands? What are a couple of the pop punk emo bands you're listening to? You know, you know what? I, I've seen, I think is the most I've seen out of any emo pop punk band, I think would have been My Chemical Romance. Right. Yep. <laughs> I've seen them a, a bunch. Oh, man. <laughs> they were, I mean, they were good. They were great. You know? I great really band. Enjoyed. Yeah, man. You, yeah. How many times have you seen them? I've actually never saw Michael oh, Romance, but uh, oh. yeah, 
but I've got them on vinyl. They're they're, they're a fantastic band. I loved loved listening to them. But yeah. see, so that's really interesting. So like the music you started to listen to really started to shape, I suppose, the the next step. So like you, you had the trumpet, and then you know where what was the next? What was the did you did you find that you were just acquiring these skills? Were you, were you quick to pick them up, or you find them coming quite natural? Yeah, man. Like I. I, did, I don't know. I, I kind of felt fairly that na- It felt natural. Like I never sat there and I thought I've got to do this and I've got to get good at it. I know I've got to sit down for this period of time and just like bang it out. But it, I just, it just, I didn't really put that much time into it, to be honest. And trumpet came. It was fun. You know, the warmer your lips got, the better your projection. You know, those kind of small things you're like, oh, okay, right. Well, now I know how to improve next. You know, if I just warm up a little bit better. You know, you get those little mini pieces of, pre- I guess, what your tutor would ever tell you um, how to improve. But then, like I said, those those bands and influences were coming in strong. I still have my dad playing all kinds of 70s and 80s classic rock and hard rock coming in. And I had this pop punk kind of section of my life entering really hard. And um, a couple of my mates at school, they, you know, they had a guitar. And I thought, you know, well, I, I don't know. I felt intimidated by it at first. I was really intimidated. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to strum a chord. It's a bit weird. Like, <laughs> I put my fingers on it, you know, and it kind of the vibrations felt weird. I was like, oh, goodness, this, this is a, um, it's, it's, very, it's daunting. It's daunting, especially when you don't know, you know. And so I picked up the guitar because I thought this, it just sounded immaculate. You know that sound, that strum? If you ever do get your hands on it, you just get that perfect just clean strum and just vibrates it just sends shockwaves through you like whoa it's powerful stuff and i started learning guitar i was learning it outside of school so i was still playing in concert bands still doing that kind of stuff with the school but then behind the scenes i was playing guitar at home and Mm. i was you know making small little bands with mates uh, at work, you know, that obviously eventuated to absolutely nothing, but you know, it was just fun to play Blink Rate 2 in the garage, you know. Do you remember what the first song that you played was? Like, properly played, not like, you know, smoke on the water, like, doom, doom, doom. <laughs> like, what was it? Yeah, <laughs> Even I um, could half do that. Uh, but, yeah, what was it? What was the first song you ever played? Do you remember? The first song I ever learned full, like, fully. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I think it might actually be Green Day, Good Riddance. <laughs> I mean, it's three chords. What a great song. Like, there might be a fourth one in there. But yeah, dude, that is a belter, you know? And I remember if you could pluck it out appropriately and it came through strong, you're like, you know what? <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> in the uh, end, it's right, man. In the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope we have that. I now, honestly, I'm having the time of my life um play, uh, playing uh guitar it's been a phenomenal ride and i picked that up and then i ended up doing guitar as a major for my music elective in high school so then look at this though i've just got this like it's it's forever flowing of just music you know in my life hmm. um and i thought why do i want to get rid of that i don't, I don't know I, I just felt something like an urge to try and push me I guess a bit further. I wanted to develop into a better player. So then I uh, I graduated, I guess. <laughs> Only just though. I mean, I don't know if I've ever told you the story of 
wow, I almost missed my music exam in the HSC. <laughs> I mean, that's a shock. You got to share it now. You got to share it now. I mean, I was at, <laughs> well, quick, the quick version, quick, quick, version. A quick version. I was at my girlfriend's house at the time in high school and we were going through the HSC. Obviously it's like uh, the music exams was always kind of the first ones. I guess the arts came first in HSC and uh, I've just completely like disregarded the timetable and um, I'm, I'm sitting there and in, in, well, she wasn't living far from my house, but we were there hanging out and mum's messaged me earlier that day. I think, and she's like, you know, where, where, when's your exam? I'm like, Oh, I think it's tomorrow. Like, I, yeah, I think it is. I should be, I'm fine. Like it's fine. <laughs> so then I've, I've left my phone and I've get, I'm, apparently my mate's buzzing me and he's buzzed my mum because I'm not there. And it's meant to start in like 10 minutes and mum buzzes me. And she goes, Mark, like, you've got to go. It's on now. And I just thought, what? <laughs> and it literally it started oh, no. the moment she called me. And I just told her, hey, mum, don't be worried. I, I'm going to get there. I may need to go fairly fast, but I'm going to drive yep. there and I'm going to get there. And I got there at about 20 minutes to half an hour through the first exam, the first oral exam. And mate, I still passed. So oh. <laughs> I'm very thankful for that. Uh, like, you know, my Angela. Exam, Jeez, she would have been she would have been having a heart attack. Yeah, look, mum, if you're listening, I'm I am sorry, but thank you. <laughs> you got me through it. And also my mate as well, Tomo, he uh, he managed to get the panic going and he called reached out to my mum. It all centered from there, you know. So I uh, I, I graduated and I ended up going into Performing Arts College, I guess, uni over in Wesley Institute in Des Moines. And uh, I mean, that was three years. And uh, there was one hit there. I mean, I passed it. I mean, I was passing a few other people that I didn't think I'd probably, you know, even fare up to, which was quite a you know, surprise to me. But I mean, I, mean, I failed music history quite a lot. I don't know if history is just not me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, to be honest, man, that was interesting three years um i'll tell you what man like studying music it's interesting because there was one thing that i i never got from learning or even just studying music and there's one thing that they don't teach you there in uni and um that's the most important thing that i find it's the most important thing that I, i've needed and it's the most vital piece that any musician well i think most musicians should because there's the element of fun and if there's no fun, then what is the point? You know, um, I was I was told all the time that I wasn't good enough. You know, I was always told, you know, it was always graded. You know, always thinking about how people viewed you and and they they critique you and they'd always just they kind of rip you up a bit, I guess. And it wasn't fun, man. It wasn't fun. I, I my creative juices weren't really being able to to jump out at me. And um. Yeah, it was it was a tough climb. So I guess that was another big reason why I was traveling too for a while. It's because I kind of just I wanted something new and something bigger. And uni mm. didn't really give me that, you know. So now with obviously you know uni and everything done, what's what's one thing when you are you are making music and you you are in the process of making music now? What's one thing that you know, you, you aspire to do? You know, what's one thing when you sit down and you go right? Is it I'm making this music because I love it or is it I'm making music because other people will love it or is it just something that 
just flows because I'm really interested in that because like you know me quite well I don't have a creative bone in my body and I, I when you produced for example the intro music I was blown away by it because a you turned around so quick and you in your brain you established it so fast and you produced something so awesome now, what what what's the process now for you when you're writing music or making music Thank you. Probably going to ask you to do the short version as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think Sorry, this yeah, could no. go forever. No, yeah, it's no, good because no. I think making Very music good. is so deep. Oh, man, it is, man. It, it, affects, it affects myself. It affects even you. It affects everyone. It affects us all in, in, in different ways. And you know, whether you like it or not, it's just like it's a part of our life, our everyday life. And it affects your emotions. And I was just really in tune. And I, I still kind of am, you know, I'm in tune with, you know, what music correlates to an emotion of mine. And I know I just, and I find that for, to be an aspiring musician, like I, I, I needed to find the link and I wanted to just, I wanted to make sure I could really express an emotion with and put it into an instrument. You know, I wanted to be able to hear it back being played back to me, you know, um, and I, you know, I, I love it. I love it so much that I, I had to take a time away from it for a while and I had to rekindle my love for music. Um, and now that it's coming out, it's kind of like, well, <laughs> I don't really know what to do. It's really hard to like bundle it all up, you know, um, but it's it's a phenomenal feeling. And um, it's just, it's so vital in my life. And I, I just had to find an avenue to really, um, you know, kind of break it, break it out you know, to become, to make it full use. And, uh, you know, when you ask me, man, that's just it. When you ask me, you're like, this is kind of what I feel. And I kind of, I don't know, I kind of understood. I just really understood when you told me about it. Um, but it's, it's an essential part of my life now. And I hope it's, um, I really does. I really do hope it continues for the yeah, remainder awesome. of my years. Um, well, I think, I think it will. I definitely know I've heard some of your music. I've heard some of your music before and I know it will uh, definitely continue. And, and I, I think when I think of your music, I think of, you know, it's deep and it's interesting and there's, there's something happening. You know, it's always your music. I always found there was something something happening, which I, I really, really like. Mate, I suppose, you know, we've been chatting for a good 40-odd minutes here, which has been so interesting and time really does fly um, it does. when yeah, you're having does. fun. And we've literally spoken for probably a couple of hours in the last weeks anyway. And it's still funny that we can still talk now <laughs> on, on this level. Now, Absolutely. there's something that you and I have experienced a fair bit, which is live music. Um, oh. We have been to numerous shows together. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say anything further. But I suppose, what's the the best show that you have been to? And that could be an impossible question. Um, yeah, what's the best show or best artist that you have seen live? And I suppose you could probably answer this two ways. Best one because you know you're technically minded music is in like stage performance music, but then also like I can't believe I saw this band. Best experience ever. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you and I we both know you could, we've seen some like seen some seriously great bands. Like in terms mm. of you know where they are, where they are, where they see themselves, and where they kind of where they're pitched in in music history, you know. But I tell you, man, they, some of those have not been the best gigs I've been to, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, dude, like, because uh, I've thought about it. I've thought about it strong. And, um, you know, we we have seen together, 
some serious music. We've been to like, you know, many festivals together. We've been, we've seen a lot of like punk rock shows, dude. And it's this, it's this, the hardest thing to even consider the number one, but I will, I will mention, you know, I'll mention one, I'll mention a few. One was Bonnever at the Sydney Opera House. Um, you know, that was, well, yeah, that moved me. And, you know, I remember breaking it into tears and I, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. That was phenomenal. Um, whether it be the Opera House, I don't know, but he had like a 10 piece behind him and it was just incredible music. You know, he moved me. I saw the war on, war on drugs back in 2017, I think it was, at the Amor. And that was, that was the only way I can describe that was that they created a wall of sound and it just, it just shook, you know, I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, wasn't maybe the one or two beers I had, but it didn't really matter. Man. It, was just, <laughs> it was just like, you know, the experience that I reckon, you know, and then one other one was, oh, you know what? No, because like, you know, I saw Tame Impala there, you know, at more Theatre for the Lone Risen Tour. I think it was 2000 and, oh, I can't remember, 2012, potentially, yeah, I think. And that was insane. I mean, I mean, he's one of, well, sorry, they are, whatever you want to say, they are one of the best to come out of this country. And he's been making incredible music for a long time. And that was a huge one. And also my, my mate Tomo and I, we went to see Coldplay and we went to see him for the Twisted Logic tour, the X and Y tour, uh, when they were playing the Entertainment Centre. And we got the ticket for free, <laughs> and we were sitting on the side of the uh, side of the side of the, I guess, of the stage. And they opened the square one, and it was just like, whoa, my goodness, you know, uh, they they know how to produce, and they know how to put on a serious show. Even Rage Against the Machine, dude, like seeing them in the entertainment center, like that rocked. I was there. I wasn't even in the general mission. I was in the in the, in the stands, and that was just like. <laughs> Yeah. Hectic, you know. But I've seen like Blink-182 live, one of my favourite bands of all time. And, you know, it was just hard not seeing Travis Barker drum and they just didn't really have it. You know, so I've seen him, I saw him again at the Ace Arena. I can't, I think it was the Alkaline Trio drummer. But it was, yeah, it was, it was good, but it wasn't. Yeah. I just wish it was. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I remember we, we saw what them was, together. Actually, at, I want to know, I, I want to well. know what, Yes, exactly. Oh. I did, it was great just being there because we knew the songs, but I just want to know, actually, what is yours? <laughs> what oh, is your geez. one? Well, I've... Hmm, I, I, okay, well, I'll go the same way. Musically and just music talents and just memories and everything was actually James Taylor and Carol King. I went with mum and dad um, to watch them at the entertainment centre, I think it was. Um, and you know, that is just my childhood. I've loved James Taylor so much and listening to him. Oh mate, it was incredible. And I'm, I hate to say it, unfortunately, I don't think I'll get another chance to see him because of his age and, and travel and everything. But you know, I've got pretty much all of his, all of his vinyl, love his music. Um, that was fantastic. I think for me, um, seeing Rage Against Machine at Big Day Out, uh, was probably one of the highlights of my life in the sense of seeing, I think Rage Against <laughs> Machine was the first band that I've ever really obsessed over, per se, loved. Um, 
seeing them was just incredible. And I think every time I see Paramore as well, I just love that. Like seeing Paramore at Big Day Out that day after Blink Money oh. 2 was insane. Um, but yeah, no, oh, it was dude. definitely definitely them but it's i think it was so cool oh, how you you said it like it's it's that it's that ex, that's that experience right and it's something i really miss at the moment and something that you know if my band favorite band or a band comes out oh we always jump to go because live music i think is just incredible um, as it is and i have a lot of respect for for those creative types who can make that type of music it's just awesome yeah man absolutely and the day it does come back you know we're going to be there <laughs> we'll be yeah, there. absolutely. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an absolute time. I'm, I'm keen. It's just around the corner, mate. But we'll get there. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, we'll get there. And we obviously we can we can share those times, those times we've had already as well. It's been phenomenal. Yeah. Well, mate, this has been so much fun. Um, you know, having a chat with you and you know talking about your life, um, the adventures you've been on, the music, creating waters <laughs> flowing. You know, it's probably going to be one of your biggest pieces, I think, ever um that should be getting an award whatever their music awards are waters flowing mate it has been awesome um i hope you've enjoyed it as much as i have you know hearing these stories again sometimes for the second time but it just gives me as much joy hearing them again and the adventures you've been on your way that you approach music and you know waters flowing i think is going to be an absolute award-winning piece going forward so you know that's um, again, thank you so much for doing that for this show. But um, I really hope that you've enjoyed reflecting on some of your life stories as well, man. Thank you for sharing them with the High People podcast. No, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, uh, thank you so much for having me. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a great chat. And uh, thank you so much for listening. It's been a, it's been a joy. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks, mate. Peace.